Your girl is a homebody, so one of the best parts of the day for me is when I can come home, put on my comfy pajamas, get snuggled up on the couch, and enjoy something to drink while catching up on a TV show. The thing is, though, that I don't want to drink wine all the time because, though I love it, I'm no longer a huge wine drinker like I was back in the day. I have morning headaches and even inflammation to thank for that. So, to help fill that gap, I've been enjoying Recess Mood as a guilt-free way to unwind. Recess Mood really is a vibe y'all there are only 20 calories per serving no added sugar and it's infused with stuff i like including mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens which really helps me to relax after a high energy day recess mood has four delicious flavors to choose from my personal fave is strawberry rose if one of your goals in 2024 is to drink less alcohol this is the way Give Recess Mood a try today and see how relaxed it helps you feel. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Hey, hey, you're listening to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. My name is Bree Mitchell. I'm the host of the show as well as the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care, an online community and resource for Black women who are looking to get to where the healing, joy, abundance, liberation, freedom, all those things resides. <laughs> this is your first time listening to the show. I just want to welcome you. And if you've been listening for a while, hey, girl, hey, I'm glad that you're still with me. Welcome back. So let's go ahead and get into this quick episode, y'all, because I am currently traveling cross country and um, doing like this little solo spiritual road trip that I have been talking about for the last maybe month, two two to four weeks. And so by the time you listen to this, I actually will have most likely made it to my destination And so um, every day for the last few days, I have been driving hundreds of miles. Um, I would say anywhere between maybe uh, maybe about 450 to maybe 600 miles on average, somewhere in there. And um, I've really obviously had some some of all these things that I'm going to be talking about today with you that I want to share with you. And I feel like that these are all just important pieces to our self-care uh, equations, if that makes sense. And so without these four things, it's going to feel like your self-care is your, your regimen, your routines, your habits, like you're going to most likely feel that it's not necessarily complete and like some things are missing okay and I don't believe that we need to be perfect I don't think that there is a way to quote-unquote do self-care perfectly but I do feel like there are some essentials if that makes sense that we want to make sure that we are leaning into at the appropriate time and only you know when that is right for you right so let's go ahead and get into it so I have four S's for you, okay? And if you have a journal and a pen or you're able to take notes as you're sitting here listening, then, you know, that's totally cool. So the four S's are silence, solitude, stillness, and surrender. Again, silence, solitude, stillness, and surrender, okay? And those are not in any particular order, but again, I want to reiterate that without these four things being a part of your self-care practice, habits, etc., I feel like you are going to, at some point, feel like something is, something's missing. Something's missing. Because we have the, the, the doing part, right? We have that down pat. We can do all the things, (laughs) right? So, um, 
But this takes a little bit of uh, a finesse, if you will, to be able to be still, be silent, to enjoy time by yourself, and also to surrender. There's some vulnerable, I can never say this word right, vulnerability in in surrender and vulnerability in all of these actually. But yeah, without these four things, your self-care most likely is not going to feel as complete as you may want it to feel. Okay. So again, in no particular order, let's start with silence. We know, and we know what all of these things are, right? We know what silence is. We know what solitude is. We know what stillness is and we know what surrender is. But I think if we look at it from the view or from the lens of self-care for black women, you know, then I think we'll be able to kind of niche out that what those things are and kind of make them our own. Right. So I can kind of share some of the things that I do, but I I really want you to take some time and think about what parts of this as you're listening. Like, for example, you're like, well, I, I, you know, I do make time for stillness um, and I, you know, have time for stillness, but or um, solitude, for example, but I'm struggling with surrender. Or you know what, man, I got the surrender down pat, but when it comes to silence, I am just like, I just can't do it, (laughs) right? So yeah, let's let's go ahead and talk about it. So first things first, of course, um, is silence. Silence. In a busy world, which is where we are, it's doggone near impossible. Honestly, I feel like the way the world is set up, any of these four things are going to feel darn near impossible definitely silence is 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 a hard one or it can be a hard one right we're so accustomed to noise we're so accustomed to things beeping and booping and um and even 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 people like for example if you are thinking about doing something we are so sometimes uncomfortable with leaning into our own intuition. And by the way, when you focus on these four things, you start to get that clarity and you'll be able to trust your intuition and discernment more. Those are God-given ta- or like uh, gifts from God, by the way, you know, discernment, uh, intuition, etc. But I feel like they get kind of fuzzy because there's so much worldly stuff going on. There's so much worldly stuff going on that when it comes to prioritizing ourselves and and just continuing our healing practices and things like that it it just it it feels almost impossible it feels almost impossible because there's just so much going on in the world today and I feel like that's by design and the further we go I feel like it's just unless something radical happens um as a whole I don't know I just feel like the way with technology and everything like it's just it's just gonna get worse and worse so if we practice honing these Let's call them skill sets. If we practice honing these skill sets now, I think it'll help us in the long run. So again, going back to silence, we know that, you know, technology be technology. <laughs> Noise is going to be noisy. Like we have kids pulling on our our skirts. We have partners that we're in relationships with. We have, um, and those are obviously blessings, by the way. When I say silence, I'm not necessarily talking about like, like everything is not necessarily quote unquote bad, right? But noise is noise. Noise is a distraction. It can be a happy, beautiful distraction and we need those, right? 
but it can also be a distraction that hinders us. So you have to determine as, as you're listening to this, like what makes sense for you. Okay. But silence. So yeah, the phones, technology, things buzzing and beeping. And then on top of that, you know, we also like, for example, if we have decisions that we're trying to make, we go out and instead of just kind of like tuning in, we tune out. And we have to ask everybody for their opinion. We got to make sure that our barber thinks it's a good idea. Like, for example, if you're like, mm, I am going to uh, quit my job, for example. That just, that's the easiest thing that came to mind since that's something that I did. Uh, instead of us, you know, taking a majority of that time before we make our decisions, kind of tuning in inward with ourselves, right, and getting a better understanding of us, we tune out into the noise. We purposely seek out that noise. I think it's because we're uncomfortable with those moments of when it's just us, right? So we got to go and we got to ask our barber, hey, is this a good idea? We ask in uh, the, the, the checking, the, the, the cashier at the grocery store, the one that's always on uh, lane number two. We got to ask her, well, what do you think about this, sis? We ask in our loctician, our hairdresser, the na- the lady that does our nails and feet, like the, the chick at the bank. <laughs> like we asking everybody in their mama and getting their opinion. And all again, all that as as well-intentioned as it is, sometimes when we are bombarded with a bunch of opinions, I mean, literally, it's just noise. And that noise is going to further fuzzy up your intuition. Okay. So sometimes, and I'm not saying that it doesn't make sense to seek wise counsel. We need to do that from time to time. However, it's, it's don't allow the noise to block your blessing. Don't allow the noise to impede you or hinder you from doing what makes sense. Okay, so when it comes to stillness, sometimes that means you just have to really intentionally shut the noise off, turn off the TV, turn off your phone, stop asking 50, 50, 11 people for their opinions, Uh, stop, you know, engaging in all this outside noise and tune in. Tune in. The easiest way to do that is just to be silent. When you are silent, boy, oh boy, you really get a a good listen at what's going on internally when you're silent. So that's number one, be silent. Um, The second thing that I would say is uh, be still. I can tell you that stillness, rather than kind of like forcing yourself to do all the things, it's a really good way to continue your healing. We've been taught to hate our bodies. I'm sorry if that reality is harsh, but that's that's the truth. And it's taken me some time to get to a good place with how I feel about my body and and how it looks and how it moves. And one of the things that I had started doing about maybe 6 to 12 months ago is wearing waist beads religiously. Like I do not take my beads off, period. And every time I see them in the mirror, I feel amazing. And that's why I'm so thankful for Fitbeats. 
They're a self-love platform that is centered around waist beads and their ability to uplift, enrich, and encourage self-care. Their mission is to extend the cultural practice of African waist beads into the wellness space, focusing on the strengthening of women's relationships with their bodies. And they do this by going like way beyond producing or, or manufacturing beautiful beads, but they also get into the actual meaning behind the practice rather than, you know, like tokenizing African culture. And I'm really grateful for that. And one thing that I really, really love about Fitbeats is that they are black owned and all of their waist beads, honey, are made in Ghana by hand. So when you purchase and support Fitbeats and buy some of their beautiful waist beads, you are also supporting a fair trade African woman-owned business in Ghana. Now, we can all use some body love, right? I want you to go to fitbeats.co to learn more about their beautiful waist beads. And when you shop, because I know you're going to buy something and put something in the cart, I want you to use code BGSC20 to get 20% off your first purchase. Again, that's fitbeads.co and use code BGSC20 to get 20% off your first purchase. I'll give you an example. So um, maybe two weeks ago, I guess it was, or a few weeks ago, I was helping someone move. And somehow... I, I don't know what I did, honestly, but I hurt my knee. And for a couple of weeks, my knee was hurting something awful. And instead of me being still as far as like not doing stuff on that, like allow, allowing that knee to just be. <laughs> no, I'm just like, I'm going to keep... I'm going to keep stretching this knee. I'm going to, you know, do all this stretching and yada, yada, yada. Like, I just refuse to allow my knee, like that that part of my body, to just be still. And something happened. I forget what it was. But for some reason, while I was doing my exercises, for a couple of those days, I was not able to do any exercises on that part of my body. I don't remember if it was an intentional thing or what. It might have been um, because I I just didn't like force or um, command my need to, to do all these movements, right? And I can tell you that for like two days, like after two days of not moving that knee, but allowing my knee to be still, I promise you on everything, my knee immediately started feeling better. Actually, I remember what it was. As a matter of fact, what it was is because I was doing a 30-day challenge, which ended on August 12th, by the way, where every single day for 30 days without fail, my intention was to do minimum 15 minutes of connecting with my body. And I talked about this, I think, on the last episode, but it could have been stretching, Pilates, dance, um, yin uh, yoga, which I talked about yoga in my last episode, right? So, But every day without fail. And that challenge went splendidly. However, about two weeks into my challenge is when I hurt my knee. And I was like, I gotta, I'm, I'm not going to be still. I'm going to keep on doing these, <laughs> doing these things. And so I just forced my body, like my left knee, 
to, you know, continue trying to keep up with the rest of my body. And actually, when I started driving for the trip, I could not do my stretches anymore because I was on the road the entire time. And two days in, by day three, my knee is feeling much, much better. And it's because I allowed it to be still. When you allow yourself to be still, okay, that is the time where your body, your mind, your spirit, right? You're like, okay, we got some time now. We're going to start to heal, mend, repair, restore. That is what stillness is for, in in part. That is what stillness is for. That is a a big important time for when your body starts to heal and repair, right? When you are still and your body doesn't have to use that energy or for example, your brain doesn't have to use that, <laughs> that, that bandwidth, right? Have you noticed that when you're still, you feel better. It might be hard at first, like me being hard headed, like, no, I'm going to keep on exercising this knee. <laughs> and then when I was allowing my knee to be still and stop and, and would no longer force this knee to do something that it was not prepared to do, within a few days, it started feeling dramatically better. It's because in that time of stillness, my body was able to go in and do the job that God decide, designed it, excuse me, to do, which is to repair, restore, Right? So stillness is a really big part of your self-care. Stillness, you may not think that things are happening when you are still. For example, if you are like, "Mm, I've been thinking about doing meditating or something like that, but I can't sit still. Sis, I promise you, I don't care if you do it for just five minutes. We all got five minutes, right? Those five minutes, your body is healing. It's okay to be skeptical and to question things that don't quite sound true. Like the time that I was dating someone that was trying to earn cool points, so told me he liked every single TV show that I did, but then couldn't tell me any of the names of the characters on these shows he claimed to love. Like, seriously? If something seems too good to be true, do some digging before you invest your time, energy, or money. This is why when it comes to my health, I use Ritual because they know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our high standards. Their clinically backed essential for women 18 plus multivitamin has high quality traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. These multivitamins are gentle on my stomach and are so easy for me to take. It's crucial that I trust what I'm putting into my body. So I love that Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, which is a huge deal. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com forward slash self-care. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash self-care for 25% off. Okay, so what do Gail Anderson, Oprah Winfrey, and Big Boy have in common? These are three people in media who back in the day showed me that my dreams were possible. These visionaries paved the way for me to take a huge chance on myself by sharing my voice in the podcasting space. Black representation in media didn't happen by chance. We had to fight for the right to be heard, to be seen, to share our stories, and to take up space. Imagine if you could have some of the power, richness, and depth of the Black experience in one curated space. You can. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. 
In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment, as well as perspective of the culture in real time. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Conversations ranging from Abbott Elementary to mental health to Tracy Ellis Ross, there is no limit to the range you will find on Black Stories, Black Truths. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. It may not feel like it, but I promise you, in those five minutes when you allow yourself to be still, your body is healing, your mind is healing, your spirit, like you are healing. And that is important work. Don't discount that. You're like, well, I don't have 30 minutes to do it, or I don't have an hour, or I can't rest, I don't have time to rest. You know, I'm telling you, when you make time for stillness, that is where the restoration and the repair, that, that's when it kicks in. That's when it kicks in. So definitely make time for stillness, okay? Um, the next thing that I was going to say, the next S is solitude. Solitude. We all need that time alone. Again, going back to um, silence and noise, uh, when we have distractions, even the happy, good distractions, I'm calling um, time with family and everything a distraction, but that's, that's not necessarily how I am intending it. When we think of distraction, we think of negative. When I'm saying distraction, I mean anything, anything that takes us outside of the work, the important work of us repairing, healing, taking time for ourselves. That's what I'm talking about. Distractions are great, right? And sometimes they're not, but when it comes to like family, friends, things like that, fun, entertainment, it's a happy distraction, right? It's a beautiful thing. But when we make time for solitude, alone time, just for ourselves, I can tell you that that's liberating and that is it, that is just like a form of freedom that just feels amazing. I was talking to a friend and she told me that when she goes to Target, man, don't nobody ask her to go because she's going by herself. Like, don't even ask. That is her time, her time to be alone <laughs> in solitude. Yes, of course, she's surrounded by shoppers and things like that. But you know what I mean. There's a difference between going, for example, to Target by yourself versus going to Target with your kids right? They're asking for things. They begging for stuff. They're having temper tantrums in aisle five because you won't buy them <laughs> that game. You know what I mean? Or they're, you know, asking little questions and, or it could even be an amazing trip and fun and everything. However, we all deserve time to ourselves. We all deserve time to ourselves. That is freedom. Alone time is freedom. It's up to you to determine, like, how much time do I need? How much alone time do I need? Sometimes it could just be a few minutes. You're like, if I can just go to the bathroom by myself or take a shower by myself, I will consider this day a success. <laughs> Sometimes we just have to take a sabbatical where we're away for a few days or a few weeks alone without our families so that we can take that much-needed time for ourselves, not being tethered to the responsibilities that we have to the people that we tend to on a day-to-day -day basis. That's one of the reasons why I'm very thankful that I had the opportunity to take this little spiritual road trip because this is freedom for me. This is liberation for me. 
I'm not tending to someone else's needs right now. I am able to focus fully on me. I'm able to focus fully on me. When you have that alone time, man, oh man, it's like, especially in conjunction with everything else we're talking about today and silence and stillness and surrendering, like that is like the perfect storm for abundance, creativity, health, wealth. Like it's just the, um, I don't know what the word is, but it just kicks everything off. It kicks everything off. So we definitely need alone time. Having alone time, having solitude is not a bad thing. You are not a bad person. You are not a bad mom. You are not a bad wife. You are not a bad girlfriend. You are not a bad daughter. You are not a bad employee. Insert your own thing. You are not a bad X, Y, Z. If you determine that you need, require, must have to be fully functional, time to yourself. It is not selfish to have alone time. It is not selfish to have alone time. I'll say it again. It is not selfish to have alone time, right? So make sure that that's something that you have on your list. Solitude. If you need to, plan it out. Where will you go? What will you do during your time alone? Right? Plan it out. Plan it out. Um, And then the fourth thing that I would say when it comes to self-care and these S's is surrender. And this this is an important one to me. They're all important, by the way. But this one's important to me specifically because... Like back in the day, and this is something I still am working on, mind you, but when I was living in this life of just chaotic times, like chaos and dysfunction and just just a lot going on, like I wouldn't surrender something to God. Like what? No, like I'm going to be the one to control all the things. I'm going to be the one to manipulate and maneuver and like do all the things to make this work in my favor. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever the opposite of surrender is, that was me. That was me trying to control everything. Is that you? Do you have a like, is it a struggle for you to surrender? Is it, a, is, is it a struggle for you to, like, if you do your best and then just say, you know what, I'm taking my hands off now. I'm, I'm taking my hands off and I'm just going to have faith that, you know, God's, God's covering me. Is that something that's simple for you to do or is that something that you struggle with? It definitely requires some, some vulnerability. Absolutely. Absolutely requires vulner, vulnerability, excuse me. We've been conditioned to not operate on faith. It's like we've been conditioned to, or we've been forced to make every decision, do all the things, be there for everybody, pick up the slack, you know, do all the things and and, and juggle all these balls in the air, right? Where is the surrender in that? When you've been conditioned to control everything and to fall in line and control everything and do all the things, there is no surrender. There is no surrender because when you feel like you are releasing and letting go, you look at it as a failure. 
you let you look at it as a failure versus you know letting go and releasing and allowing God to be God. You look at it as a fail. Like man, I'm just like you know insert whatever word you want to say. I'm I you know I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough unless I do all the things. I'm not going to be valuable unless I do all the things. Unless I control everything and maneuver and manipulate and make it go the way I want it to go and have a steel tight grip on this whole situation sis like there's no breath in that there's no flow in that that's not there there's definitely I can tell you right now like when you have a tight grip on everything you're definitely not in the flow you're definitely not uh even breathing okay that is a tense situation going on that's extra stress on your shoulders that's extra tension and headache on your shoulders I had to come to a place because I because I had made so many decisions based on or rooted in dysfunction and just operating from this place where of uh, where I of being just unhealed, right? And I had to kind of come back and be like, you know what? I did these things. I'll do my best to rectify, but I cannot control everything. So I'm going to have to relinquish this and say, you know what, God, I'm going to let you be God. I'm going to let you do what you do. And I'm just going to have to walk this out in faith because I've done what I can. And I cannot allow this to consume me. That is not self-care. Allowing it to consume you to the to the point where you just get sick, you are uptight, you are stressed beyond measure, like that, that is not surrender. That is not surrender. And that is not self-care. That is definitely not self-care. So again, we have those four S's, um, which were silence, stillness, solitude, and surrender. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, you know, first of all, none of these things are we looking to achieve perfection in, okay? As I've said before, life is a practice. We are practicing, (laughs) right? And we do not have to be perfect, period. However, I can pretty much guarantee that in times of just overwhelm and stress, like I I can almost guarantee that one of these four things are missing from your life. One of these four things are missing, But it's up to you to determine at any given time, like, what do I need? What is my body telling me right now? What is my life saying right now? That is going to help determine, like, what you can add into your your self-care toolkit. Do I need some silence right now? Do I need some solitude? Do I need need some alone time? Do I need some downtime? Is there something that I need to release and let go of and just, you know, let go, let God? Do I need to uh, silence the noise, put down the distractions and just focus on me or the situation? You know what I mean? Like, what is your life in need of? Sometimes you can do all those things at one time. You can do silence, solitude, stillness and surrender at one time. Self-care does not have to be complicated, period. It does not have to be complicated. As you move further in your practice, you will intuitively start to know what you need, when you need it, and how you need it. And you'll lean into that. And you'll know that it's working because you'll just see these shifts in your life. 
And again, like I said, if you think that you don't have the time, I promise you that you do. And if you think that, you know, a minute of stillness is nothing, sis, I can promise you that a, a minute of silence or stillness or surrender, like that is something. Don't discount what you're doing. Like if you're already doing something, but you're like, oh, this doesn't feel like, um, I'm not doing it long enough. And I'm looking at the girls on YouTube and they have this whole 45 minute meditation practice or whatnot, not knocking them. I think that's amazing. But my point is look to people for inspiration, but don't, don't look to like copycat exactly what someone else is doing. Right. We're all different. We all have different needs. We all have different skill sets, capabilities, experiences, requirements. We're all different. So you can look to them for inspiration, but don't think that you have to do what other people do exactly how they do it. So if you take five minutes a day of like, if you're going to do it all in one silence, surrender, um, solitude and um, stillness, like do that and, and, and celebrate the fact that you were able to do that. Don't discount it. Don't, don't discount what you're doing. It's all valuable. It's all worth it. It's all worth it. And it's all going into your healing bucket. All of it, every moment. So again, lean into that. Ask yourself, what do I need? What's missing from my self-care habits right now? What is my body more in need of right now? Or what is my spirit more in need of right now? And then give yourself permission to get what you need. Give yourself permission to get what you need, right? All right. So again, those four S's were um, silence, stillness, solitude, and surrender. I hope that you found this episode helpful today. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at connect at browngirlsselfcare.com. Again, connect at browngirlsselfcare.com. And before I go, as always, um, I would love it if you would go to iTunes or wherever you're listening to the podcast and make sure that you rate and subscribe. If this episode blessed you and you think that someone else in your circle needs to give this a listen, make sure that you share it with your peeps, okay? All right, so that's it for this episode. I will see you next Monday. Have an amazing week.